ladies and gentlemen, guess what? It's a Mingry Nation podcast. Welcome to it. Uh, we were a little bit off the schedule, you know, um, but that's because I went to Lollapalooza in Chicago. And, uh, you know, I had a good time. I'm exhausted. You know, I've been, uh, what, what's this today? It's Wednesday. And, um, you know, I'm still tired. You know, like I got back Sunday, back to MGN HQ in the Middle West. Uh, no, no, Aldo, no, uh, no Greg on this one. It's just me just talking to you, Vince Scully style, right? You know, um, it's been an eventful week, right? So last, last week, uh, you know, the the talk of the moment, the town, the, the situation, I guess, was bleed green, making it to uh, what it was. They won two games, whatever round that is, right? They won two games and they played aftershocks. I think it was like the regional final, whatever it was. Uh, they lost that one by one point. Tough game. Uh, the dude Stevens, I uh, forget where he went to school. It wasn't North Texas, but he played for bleed green. He had himself a game. That was fun. We'll talk a little bit about that. In a second, uh, kind of where it goes from here, maybe the tournament and your involvement with it. Uh, another thing that happened was the Light the Tower Collective sort of made its debut. Uh, you know, I had some criticisms about that, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, GoMeanGreen.com. Uh, the guy's scooping everybody, right? He's having all kinds of... Uh, uh, Harry over there is interviewing everybody. Um, but he, he talked with Rick Villarreal. Uh, it's always a struggle for me to say that because I want to say Villarreal, right? Everybody I've ever known said Villarreal. He's Villarreal, so I got to pause for that. So I apologize. Uh, but you know, he he was on there. He's talking for a while, um, and uh, you know, he was talking about like the Tower Collective and the things around that. Uh, you know, there's interest in in the in the NIL space. Uh, football season's coming up. Um, you know, things are moving around. Uh, there are a lot of collectives. I think on3.com has a list of collectives. Uh, so, you know, as far as mingrenation.com is concerned, we'll sort of review that. And we wrote a post, uh, and it got some, you know, it's got some feedback. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that in a second also. We're going to get into that. We're just three minutes in. Calm down. We'll sit back. Uh, I'm drinking some tea right now uh, to, you know, soothe the voice, make it... Make sure that the tones are are dulcet for you. Uh, we'll be here. I mean, I'm I'm aiming for I usually aim for an hour. Uh, I could talk for an hour, but will it be good talk? Will it be entertaining talk? That's the challenge, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but you know, let's let's get into some stuff. Um, I also want to talk about soccer. Uh, I didn't get to talk about soccer last week, so I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, and then, you know, there's not really a whole lot of basketball talk to, to get into at this moment other than the bleed green one. Uh, so we'll, we'll mention that first, uh, we'll go chronologically. So bleed green lost in a very entertaining game. Uh, I was hosting some people from out of town. Um, you know, they came up, they were going to come to Lollapalooza with us, with their, with their family, with the family. I did it in, uh, you know, like dad style, old dad style, I guess. Took my kids to Lollapalooza. The overwhelming uh, response was one of positivity, uh, except for one person. That's because my kid did run into her, um, and so she gave us an ugly look. But that that was justified, I thought. Um, <laughs> so I was watching the game on an iPad while you know, sort of hosting people, uh, and you know, my heart was beating. I was like, "Come on, Mean Green, got to come back." I mean, a little comeback. 
Aftershocks is a good team. Uh, Bleed Green was very much built on shooting the three, and that's fine. It's a very guard-oriented team, and that's kind of typically what you want or what happens when you have a uh, uh, like a, a team that's kind of put together this way. Overall, entertaining. It was a it was a good little run. It was great to see Shannon Shorter out there ball out that first game and contribute the second and third games. Uh, that dude Stevens was a baller. Um, he was hitting threes, big time threes. Uh, you saw some NBA dudes commenting on the game. I think the thing about like NBA players, they do love basketball, right? And so they do, you know, watch a lot of it. Um, it was a good time. I did not watch any of the rest of the tournament. You know, I don't know uh, where you stood on that or if you like that kind of thing. I like basketball a ton, uh, but I am a very busy guy, especially nowadays. Now that I have three uh, offspring, right? Uh, it's hard to find time to watch basketball by, I don't know, like lower level pros, I guess. Sorry, I'm t- taking a sip of tea. Um, I've seen... Some people, they you know, there's always kind of these people. Right? They talk about it like, oh, this is the highest level basketball you'll see. It's a bit better than some NBA games. It's better than some college games. Like, uh, no, it's not. It's not that good. Uh, it is good. It is quality. There are some guys out there that can play. They can hoop. Some teams that are executing out there. But there's a lot of meh, right? You know, they only play nine minutes. There's some guys that don't show up. Uh, it, you know, even if you have, <laughs> it looks like preseason basketball at best, you know? Uh, and that's, that's, you know, being very generous. Um, I, you know, I opened up the, like the, the little bracket cause they, they went to 64 teams and trying to get a little March madness, uh, kind of shine in there. Like, yeah, we'll do a bracket, get people excited, you know, caring about whether or not there's an upset. That's very difficult also because nobody's seen any of these teams. There's no built in, you know, loyalty. And so it's hard to build up that kind of knowledge and enthusiasm and uh um the fun of building a bracket you know there's no legacy teams in there you can't say oh you know north carolina is always good or you know that kind of thing it doesn't work it really looks like a collection of random teams and you're just choosing them that said they went ahead with it they did it uh i thought the implementation thereof was a little lacking uh you know you were found wanting i didn't get one of those drops from the glenn gary glenn ross um, but it was, it was, uh, you know, it was not good. It was difficult to navigate trying to do it on the phone. Um, you know, C minus, uh, I, I, I suspect that's probably why a number of you did not complete it. A couple of you did. There was a winner, uh, and the, the tournament, the TBT reached out to me. We're like, well, let's see if we can't get them some gear. I don't know if they're going to do that or what. So if you played, um, and you won, you think you could see it. Uh, I'll try to get you some gear. If they can't do it, I'll see if I can't send you um, some gear, some Mean Green Nation related gear. Uh, I have some stuff. I'll see. We'll see what's up. Um, so there you go. There you go. You get you get some gear. Try to keep some promises out here on MeanGreenNation.com. Uh, uh, you know, other than that, it was a good time. I, I'm not really watching. I think Blue Collar U won, um, but I'm not really. I don't really care. It's not something that. That moves my life one way or another. But if uh, Bleed Green would have won, I would have been all about it. And that's how these things work. Uh, it's a cool thing. It's gr- it's good. Uh, shout out to uh, DJ Draper, JJ Murray, putting it together, making it happen. That was great. 
good times. That's quality alumni activity right there. I like it. Uh, the North Texas Alumni Association can be very hit or miss sometimes. Sometimes you got to take things into your own hands. Shout out to those dudes for doing so. Um, so there's that. Good times. Bleed Green entertained us for a couple weeks. Or about a week and a half. Uh, after that, uh, the, the thing to focus on is football. I mentioned this before. I didn't get to go to the um, uh, the Conference USA League kickoff stuff. Uh, media Day. Uh, this time it was Media Day and it was in Arlington or something. Uh, usually it was Media Days. And, you know, one of the ones I went to was in a hotel, like in Irving or something. Now Arlington at the at the ballpark there, good times. Got to show off some some uh, I guess relationships and that kind of thing. Good time, whatever. I think everybody had a good time. Uh, I didn't get to see anything interesting come out of that. Um, There's like a tiny little press conference in there. Um, I saw some pictures out of it. I don't have any insights. Usually I like to go to those, ask people questions, get some vibes, figure out who's going to be good. You know what coach is the talker, um, and what coach you know is just can't be bothered by the whole thing. Uh, you also get some nice, uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff, right? Some guys just talking, having a beer, that kind of thing. You see some coaches would, you know, doing the same. Uh, it's all very interesting. Not for the stuff that you see on like, you know, the official media post or the, the interview with the ESPN people. Um, so unfortunately I didn't go to that because I was on my way to Chicago. I was literally moving away from the event. Um, yeah, you know, the the trip was up. It was good. Stopped at a couple breweries, you know. Had a good time. Uh anyway. Um I think the the questions are now being asked, right? Everybody's dusting off their old memory. Uh, you know, uh are we good? Are, you know, do we do we care about uh you know, anything here? Uh I think the number one question is gonna be the quarterback. Uh are they gonna be good? Is it gonna be Austin Ani? Is it gonna be Jace Reuter? I saw that uh, Gunnell kind of moved up, was leading the second team. I don't know that there is anything to take out of this time. I think what we've seen so far is, um, what we've seen so far is that like doing well against in in, uh, in fall camp is one thing. Doing well when it matters is a, is quite another. Uh, you know, when, when the hitting starts, when, you know, you, you don't get to where your, your QB protecting, protective, uh, bib there and, uh, you get hit all of a sudden it changes the way you throw the ball right now. Uh, it's not so easy to look downfield. Um, now it's, uh, you know, everything moves faster. Uh, the walls close in a little bit, right? That it's all normal, understandable. And, uh, you know, it, it changes the way you perform. And we'll see what's what. I, I I don't have high hopes. And it's not like I don't believe or don't want them to succeed. I just don't have high hopes, right? It's very difficult to get excited at this point, uh, considering what we see in the past, right? You know, this is all, you know, um, we're trained into this moment. Um, I I think, you know, another question was asked, are we going to beat UTEP? Are we have we starting on strong. Right. What what happens? What are, what are the possibilities? Do we get rid of this guy, uh, Seth Luttrell? Is that is that even a possibility? Uh, I think we said. Let me answer those questions in order. Are we gonna beat UTEP? I think we beat UTEP. You know, UTEP's not good. I don't really believe in what they got. They lost a, a few people. Uh, they're always transferring people in. Um, they're not 
supremely talented. They're not overly well coached. You know, they're a solid team. You know, uh, I think uh, Dana Dimble does a good job with what he has and what he can get out there. But you know, they're not they're not going to sub- jump up and surprise people all the time, right? They're going to play solid football, and you know, they're they're very Kansas State. You know, late nineties, early two thousands. And if you're too young to remember any of that. I guess I just have to explain it to you. It's, it's exactly what I said. It's like good defense, talent, um, and a, like a conservatively aggressive offense, right? You know, they do. They kind of junk it up a little bit, and that they, you know, they're they're executing, they're running, running the quarterback here and there, and all of a sudden they'll they'll do like a little halfback pass, and you're like, man, how are we down fourteen against this team? And you know, they're they're like the slow and steady turtle wins the race in that way. When it all comes together, it's very good, right? They have enough talent. They're getting the luck, um, and, you know, they're catching people off guard. Uh, when it doesn't, they're usually just kind of a tough-to-beat team. And when it's off, it's just like, well, this team sucks, you know? and <laughs> you, you blow them out. So UTEP football, and I know it's not a UTEP podcast, but uh, their season is a function of their ability to get talent in there and for that talent to execute the game plans. I don't really think they, they do that that well. Last year, they sort of hit, uh, there was a high point, right? They got the luck. Um, they had some talent doing some things. It was that a Cowan kid was catching everything. That was a high point. They lost him. He went to Arizona or something like that. Um, I don't know that they have anybody that scares you, right? That you're like, you got to look out for this guy. I mean, they don't have Cowan. Um, and so then you're like, well, who's going to make a shouldn't play, right? Who's going to make a play that shouldn't happen? Grab a first down that shouldn't be f- grabbed. You know what I mean? Break a tackle. Turn something that's a 10-yard gain into a 20, 30-yard gain, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know if they have anybody like that. At least I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything that really, you know, scares me in the recruiting uh, uh, aspect. So I think North Texas, given what they had, you know, we, we lost some dudes too. So, you know, but we got Katie Davis back defensively. Uh, it's another year. Under defensive coordinator Phil Bennett, um, you know I think that puts him in a, in a little bit better spot. I think um, we have talent coming back in the run game. We have talent coming back, healing up, you know, on in the wide receiver positions. And you know the idea is uh, it's a little bit more of a normal season, I guess, right? If there's anything you can maybe point to and make an excuse and say, well, Seth Show's been losing in the bad, you know, kind of weird seasons. You had the pandemic one. You had the post-pandemic one. This is sort of a real season, but a normal kind of thing. Um, you know, got a quarterback coach, et cetera, et cetera. Should be good. I think North Texas, um, you know, like under Seth and Show has always been good enough to win <laughs> five, six games, right? And that's kind of been the problem sometimes. Five, six games uh, <laughs> has been bad. But I think we could beat UTEP. Uh, and I think if you lose against UTEP, that makes the follow-up game against SMU very, very bad. It's almost in that territory where like, it's almost like a must-win, like you got to show me something kind of deal. Uh, leading up to that UTSA game uh, last year, right? Very impressive, very fun, very much of a good time. Uh, yeah, we said it's like, it's this, this is a shooting game. You shouldn't win this game based on the paper, but you need to win this game just to kind of keep everybody's hopes and dreams and money, uh, you know, coming in. 
tea time. Um, so, you know, he accomplished that, and he kind of fell, fell on his face, right, in bowl game. Uh, I, I, it can be argued that, hey, look, buddy, ball games don't matter, just completely different. I mean, who cares about the Frisco Bowl anyway? You know what I mean? Like, didn't have a running back that ran over everybody, ran through everybody, kind of missing a little aspect of there. It's just a different kind of situation. It's very difficult to judge a coach based on that game. Hey, look at the Conference USA champion and see how they didn't play up to their standard, right? See? You see what I'm saying? I can I can buy that. I can buy that the 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 real and true bowl game was hosting UTSA at Apogee, taking care of business there, blowing them out, giving everybody a good time, and letting everybody drink the rest of the weekend. Right. So, I, if you take that perspective, and then remember the feel good vibes from that game, I think you could be excited about this season. Um. I think I'm not really excited about rooting for Austin Ani uh, if he performs the way he has the last couple seasons. Um, you know, I, I wish the best for the dude. I want him to succeed. Uh, I think we all want him to succeed. So don't get me wrong. But, you know, there's some clear issues in the way he's playing out there. Maybe he worked those out. Maybe, you know, he finds his accuracy. He stands tall in the pocket. He delivers, um, you know, consistent, consistent, consistently. Um, and you know, doesn't get chased out of the pocket, that kind of thing. I'm interested in seeing what this, what this guy Gunnell is going to do. But I think as one, uh, MGN slacker said, I, <laughs> you got to wonder about that considering the situation with Jace Ruder, right? Ruder's another talented dude, had the tools, didn't really play, came out here and didn't really perform, right? Uh, I think there's something to the fact that he didn't get a lot of game time, right? It's a thing, right? You play high school football, and you're out there, you know, throwing a ball 40 times a game, and you come into, you know, big-time college football, you know, the top-of-the-line conference USA. Uh, you know what I'm saying. You, you come and play college football that having repetitions, you know, in your, in your uh, back pocket – uh, under your belt, wherever you place them in your clothing, these repetitions that you uh, you, you benefit from them, right? Whether or not you're <laughs> whether or not you're skilled enough to you know make the throw at the time against these kinds of dudes, or you know like you can make the same kind of throws or the windows open as much, having those repetitions helps you because it's not so far off. You can adjust. The adjustment is smaller. The adjustment window. Now, if you go there and you're just throwing in practice and you're not really getting the kind of game time every week, the adjustments are different. And I, it sure seems like that was the issue. Um, and I think everybody's a little different. It takes a lot of people a lot, uh, you know, different times uh, to adjust to things. Some people need a week. Some people can adjust right away. Some people need a quarter. I don't know. Um, Jace struggled. You know, Ani got back out there because he was the best, um, I guess, that we had considering the circumstances. And as the wide receiver court thinned, a lot of uh, Austin Ani's job was to turn around and hand the ball. And, uh, you know, they got an important win at an important time. And, you know, that's kind of it. In 2022-2023, to win football games uh, 
sure, running the ball is great, but you need to get the more efficient passes down the field. Now, Seth Luttrell says, let's go all in on that. We want to do you know a lot of vertical stuff, sort of the Baylor kind of thing, right? Where um, you're like, you know what, forget throwing into space. We're going to just be, um, you know, highly variant and say, give us the big gains and we're going to run the ball. It's running the ball, getting big gains, right? That works when you have receivers that can get open down the field. You have a quarterback that can put it on them and throws a nice lofted pass, right? And you can run the ball. Uh, when it works, it's devastating, right? Baylor's putting up 700 yards a game. Uh, Florida Atlantic uh, set a bunch of records doing that. Um, you know, they had a, a very good running back, and they had receivers that could get open down the field, and they had a quarterback that could put it on them. You know, it all worked out. Um, North Texas looked very dangerous, throwing to uh, Jalen Darden, and then turn around and hand the ball off. The problem was that they were missing the quarterback play to find another guy, basically. And the defense was, was god-awful. So, a lot of missing pieces along the way. Uh, I, I like that Katie Davis came back. I have no ill will against him for, you know, exploring his options. I don't... Uh, same thing with the, the uh, Murphy Twins going to UCLA. Good on them. Uh, LA is a, is a great town. It's, uh, it's you know, sunnier. In a in a better way, and you got the ocean, you know, Delhi. It's all the, a lot of good stuff. Um, congratulations to them. Uh, we're gonna missing. We're gonna miss a lot of that. We're gonna miss some dudes that can get into the backfield. We're gonna miss some some uh, dudes that can you know defend the secondary. A lot of questions for North Texas. Uh, but the good news is that we're not really playing anybody. And yeah, I know some of you are like, well, man, some you they're, they're real scary. They have a new coach. Oh, they lost some dudes. They lost a running back. Um, I think there's nobody on the schedule that you, you're scared of, right? Um, nobody that, that you really can't beat as a power five team. And that's the part is that like, you might be a bad power five team, right? But, um, typically one through 22, uh, it's not that far off from one to 22 on the other side. The difference, the real difference is, you know, 23 to 44. That's, that's where, you know. That's where the game changes. You have guys uh, on the second team of like the P5 squads that can play and start on your team uh, and be the best guy. Um, and it's not the case the other way around. You have guys on your second team that, you know, the majority of of whom would not feel be on the team elsewhere, right? Maybe one and maybe two. Um, you know, and you see it, you see like, um, you see these uh, G5 uh, dudes Transferring, going to P five, uh, um, P five teams. You see him going to the NFL. Yeah, Jalen Darden could have went to, uh, you know, he could have went to a, a Texas and got in the field and done some things. Um, you know, yeah, it's evident. There's a lot of talent on Conference USA teams. There's a lot of talent out there. They're very good. Uh, but again, you're talking about depth, and you're talking about, um, you know, the entire roster being. Uh, competitive. That's typically where it matters. And I think uh, I was in the sage Deion Sanders was talking about that when he saw about uh, um, could his Jackson State team compete with Alabama. He said no. Like he doesn't care. He doesn't worry about the the secondary dudes, right? The skill positions, but the main difference is on the front line, right? That's where there's a gigantic difference. Um, 
We're not playing any of those teams. I think we can compete. We're all in the same belt, and I think this is where coaching comes into play. Um, this is where you, you make the difference in the preparation and the scheming and the motivation, excuse me, the motivation, making it happen. This is where your coach makes a difference. And, you know, I, I think the majority uh, of fans, uh, you know, casual, diehard, whatever, the, the, I think the feeling is kind of like, I don't know that Seth Luttrell is a dude because I don't know if, if it gives us that advantage, right? Like, if you're a coach, you can make a difference by recruiting better, right? Guys that are, are having a superior system or having a superior level of attitude and, and uh, you know, motivation. I think Bill Clark did a good job recruiting, selling the – Selling UAB, also building a culture, and then, you know, letting his coaches coach. Uh, I didn't love his schemes. I thought they, you know, they're kind of silly. There's a lot of very conservative. But they won, right? They won in Conference USA, and you can't really, you know, criticize that aspect of it. Got results over multiple years, right? You can't even say it was just luck. So, similar, right? So, at some point, you got to look at the numbers. What did uh, Jerry West say? Uh, you know, numbers matter a little bit at some point, and you gotta say, what have you done? You know, yeah, yards, cool. Uh, you know, offensive records, cool. But what have you won? You know, um, you know, coffee's for closers. Uh, credit and 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 praise is for winners. Uh, at the end of the day, it's great if you set a lot of records here, but did you win? Did you win some trophies? Can we point? Can we raise up some banners? Um, you know, can we can we point to a can we point to point to a bowl championship? Uh, Dan McCartney has a bowl championship. Is that the trail? No, not so much. More tea. Um, we use those like breaks. Maybe we get a little another sound drop. Uh, do we have any sound effect drops here? We got like this. <laughs> not good now I need like a tea drinking one um all right where am i getting at so let's talk a little bit about nil uh this was um also an announcement I, you know light the tower collective i think is what it's called right light the tower mg on twitter uh ceo rick villareal is uh you know the the main person you joined you joined harry on the gomingreen.com podcast the barbershop podcast and um you know they had a conversation uh, Rick talked it up, you know, he was saying a lot of the, a lot of the same things that you hear, um, you know, like, yeah, we're doing this for the, the kids and we want this and we have to do it here. We talk to these people. It's this, it's good, you know, for that, those, those reasons, the normal reasons. Um, I think the main takeaway I got from it is that they're not necessarily ready to do a whole lot yet. And yet they announced it. Like like right now you can't they don't have a website they say they're working on it right um right now they don't have um um much of a social media presence and they say they're working on it so I I think that is a negative you know I got to say um but I also understand it I don't know why they launched without being ready to launch and that gives me some concerns um they laid out some things but a lot of them seem like they're in like a planning stage, right? Like, yeah, we should be able to do this, and, and, and I think that would be a good idea to do that. That doesn't give me a whole lot of hope, um, you know, like that this whole thing will be well run or can compete. You know, cause he, he did say some things that 
you know, makes sense, right? Like, um, you got to have some kind of collective to compete with, um, you know, modern day teams. Like in this time and space, you need to be able to uh, point to collective or have something that that's that does its it, that same role, right? I think that. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to do something at the same time right here. Uh, I think that, you know, we're behind and we're behind. Like, the the collective is behind uh, we're be and we're behind in having a collective. Does that make sense? So I, I'm concerned, but I think it's a good thing overall, hands down. Uh, sorry, I'm talking like my boss now. Um, you know, they, they, they have... Something going on. It's by the again, say usual suspects. Uh, is it like a loveless family? There's some other people that that you know. I think if you're a, a donor, a frequent contributor to like mean green stuff, then you're aware of these names. You've seen them before. So the the usual suspects, right? Dylan Loveless. Um, uh, there's there's a whole list on the on the thing. The website's not ready. The social media presence is lacking and I think the rollout of it is is a little uh small town right it's like hey we know them right you know like I think like Harry knows everybody um you know you listen and kind of know them um the thing is nobody cares right like nobody cares about these people except the people and I understand that that supporting a program and that kind of thing there's a little bit it's, it's a little egocentric ego driven I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know, just, you know, that, that it helps everybody that you want to, you know, be a supporter and kind of throw your money around, put your name on something. Cool. Do you, man, live your life. Um, I think that that's fine. Like what North Texas needs, right, is big, big money donors, right? If we do the same, the same, the same group of people doing the same things, I think we're going to get the same results. Anyway. Here, here's the thing. I, I, I think the, the collective is good, right? So I wrote on uh, MingreNation.com, uh, I think the post the title, NIL and MGN. Uh, you know, just what I thought about NIL. You know, I, I've done an NIL deal, a little small one. And, you know, people are talking about a collective. A lot of people reach out. They're like, hey, how do we get started a collective? Basically, uh, I'm not going to read it to you, but I, I hit the high points, right? I think... You know, you want to do a collective, right? Maybe you want some clout or something like that. You just want to be part of it. And you, maybe you just care. And this is your way to affect change, right? One, you got to register an LLC. So let's judge the Light the Tower Collective on this. They did that, right? I think uh, Rick Villarreal was talking about, like, we, you know, we got it all done. We registered. We, reg you know, we're a nonprofit. We got it all done. That's good. Uh, they apparently got the got it done. They say they're they have their nonprofit status. It's really an IRS designation, right? You need to show that you've not made a profit. It's, it's a it, you know, it's not like you get a, a sticker or something. But anyway, you spring for a nice website. You need a way for people to communicate with you on the internets. That's typically with the website, right? Or social media presence. Social media presence very lacking. I think uh, every, members of the board need to you know spring a little more uh, cash to get a better deal there or, you know, do it themselves. Um, there's no website. They say it's in the works. There are companies, and uh, this is what's interesting uh, to me. Since I published this thing, a couple of uh, companies have reached out and they were, say, you know, interested in NIL or the, they're in this space. Um, you know, 
there's a lot of money to be made in this space uh, from the players, uh, from businesses, uh, you know, and for businesses that support businesses, right? Um, you know, like I just said, spring for a website, you know, like $3,000. Either you do it yourself or you pay somebody to do it. Well, there's money to be made if you're a website designer. You want to do a um, an NIL website that has all the bells and whistles and looks very nice. You got to pay somebody. You want to pay some photographers out there to take nice, pretty pictures of you. You know, you got to pay them some money. You got to pay to host it. Money to be made. Anyway, um, there are some interesting companies in this space that are doing some things. Uh, and I don't want to name any names because ain't nobody paying me to name any names. Um, as far as Mingri Nation is concerned, uh, we're putting people into contact with other people. That's what we're doing. Um, so you you got to solicit donations. It's number four is what I put on here. Uh, the lifeblood of any collective is cash. It's the whole reason anybody's doing it, right? You need to get it. How do you get this cash? You either have it in your pocket or you sell some stock and you get it that way. But you need cash. It's either coming from the donors or some people, right? Regular Joes and Janes like you and I. Um, or wait, what, what's a, it's a Kyle's, Kyle's and Kelsey's? Is that about what North Texas is? Anyway, uh, you got to either kick in your own cash, right? And I think the, the current collective has done this. They've uh, given or have uh, given lots of money, and so this is not really a big impediment for them. But here's something here, right? Like I think, uh, you know, I said you got to put your money in a business account or, you know, something like that. And this is also something that Rick Villarreal said they've already done. They have checked all these boxes. And, you know, it does take a little time to get stuff registered. Um, and they've, they have done so. So you need a way for money to come in, right? It's either you're going to just be kicking, um, you know, funds from your funds from your uh, um, uh, dividends or something like that uh, on over to the, to the NIL in perpetuity. Then I guess it's one way to do it. But... You're either going to say we're going to you donate money if you want to be a part of it. Right. So it's uh, taking money from people, uh, solicitations, uh, donations, that kind of thing. Or it's going to be fundraising. Right. Is it going to be like uh, like self-funded in, in the way I, I think I threw out there? Like what what kind of way are you going to you going to put it in the stock market, which is not really a good deal right now? Or are you going to be crazy to do like NFTs and lose all your money or something? There's got to be a way for your money to be managed. And managing your money, you could say, look, yeah, I'm going to just give 100%. You give a dollar, I'm going to turn around and give that dollar to the running back, right, to the soccer player, to the volleyball player, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, and this is a part where, like, a, you know, if I were going to run it or something like that, I'd try to stick it. I'd try to have a nice public plan and say, we're going to take, you know, your dollar, we're going to put 50 cents over here, and we're going to put 50 cents over there, and we're going to allocate some other money for this. Because we got to pay somebody to run the the shop, basically, right? You need you need that stuff, uh, and I don't think that's bad. Yeah, it's it's normal running a business. That's how you got to do it. Um, that part I think Rick Villarreal kind of glossed over a little bit. You know, you know, you say, well, we're gonna run it. We got some people running it. We got uh, somebody does some financial stuff, and you know, we we're, we're working on it. It takes money. When you, you want to be a part of it, you can email me. Uh, so be a part of it. That's kind of vague. What does that mean? You know, a way to give money. Uh, the the this is a part of the other right? build relationships, right? Uh, you can't stick with the coaches. They have talked to the, to the, um, um, current athletic director staff and that kind of thing. Mostly saying, you know, how do we interact without stepping on anybody's toes? That's good. Um, and this is a part where I think the light, the tower collective 
will shine is that they have already they already have ties to the business community. They know these people. They shake hands. They tweet at them. Um, you know, they they go to the various you know political functions together. They know each other. They know who to you know. Hey, they got money. They'd love to have you. They'd love to give the money to you. That kind of deal. Um, it seems like they want to do like a classic way of doing nil stuff, right? You know, autograph signings, charity appearances. And sort of manage it, kind of like a schedule. Um, they're like, we're gonna have the athletes, and they're gonna be doing stuff. And you know, we we're gonna have like they kind of want, it seems like it's a little bit like a management company. Um, but whatever, if everybody's cool with it and everybody's making money, nobody's being exploited. Cool. Um, they they say that they have everybody um, or everything vetted out right like you got um if you have questions about the contract well we got that taken care of we have somebody making sure these contracts are good i uh, that's not very hard right because i've done one of these myself the contract is pretty straightforward do this for for this right here's some consideration and you just have to make sure that you're not using any university marks uh you're not tying it to their continued and ongoing um enrollment or any performance indicators for like playing it's very straightforward, right? You got to stay within the bounds of Texas, and then everything else is pretty straightforward, and, like, you're paying a guy to do something for you. Uh, that's the part where it can be, you know, like, again, y you can make it as uh, easy to achieve as you want, right? Whatever your goals are. Uh, I specifically said, like, in the contract when I did the NIL deal, it was, like, just tweet out something. Say, hey, you know, it could be anything. And that was done. And that was very simple, very straightforward, because uh, you know that's all it that's all it was. Um, and then we got the the compensation was cash, right? Um, not a whole lot of cash, but it was cash and like free stuff basically. It's like you got one of the things it was a t-shirt that right, we sold. Here you got a free t-shirt, you know, and the discount code. Those are your your freebies, and here's some cash. So that all that aside, I don't know what these deals are going to be structured like, but it's. Essentially the same kind of deal. Make an appearance, give a thumbs up, shake somebody's hand, that's it. And then you get you get paid. Um, there's a lot of managing this stuff. I heard from somebody who's been involved in this at, at bigger schools, bigger organizations, um, you know, like multi-million dollar businesses dealing with a lot of uh, athletes. And it can take up a lot of time. And so that's the part where I think it's worthwhile to explore Hiring somebody, you know, building this as like a business, a collective, not just a bunch of guys get together, throw money on the table and then hand it out. Uh, but like running it as a way to, um, you know, like it, it's a nonprofit because you're not making a whole lot of money from it, but it needs to make money. It just doesn't need to be profitable. Um, you know, like in, in the way that you need people to run it, like it takes time to say, hey, let me set up this thing for this athlete. Uh, let me meet with this uh, business or this organization, vet them, make sure that they're not going to be exploitative, make sure that they understand their obligations, what they can and cannot ask an athlete to do or what they can expect an athlete to do, um, and that kind of stuff. Making sure money is paid, um, you know, a media is approved, contracts are approved, that kind of stuff. And there are businesses that do this kind of thing. Uh, there are groups, organizations, people that do this kind of thing. You could do it all in-house, obviously, but I've heard it takes a lot of time. Um, anyway, it's a good thing, uh, at the very least, in, in that we have a collective associated with North Texas, and you don't want to be 
the one university that doesn't have it, right? It's like being the one university that doesn't have a weight room or something like that. It's like, what's wrong with this place? Um, you know, uh, I think Rick Villarreal said, you know, you can have your own collective, and of course you can, right? It's a free country. You can do whatever you want. But they're encouraging everybody to join theirs. And this is the part where I, I wonder about the larger and the other uh, collectives. Typically, in like a business, um, like in a market, you have a lot of different, uh, you know, attempts, startups, and then you have some consolidation later on, right? I suspect that we'll see consolidation in like even the larger ones, right? Like you have, you know, a university, another university, but it's probably going to be like, you know what? They're going to be run similarly or, you know, by a lot of the same people would do a lot of it, but then it'll just kind of be different brands, like a little franchise kind of deal. I suspect that's going to be one way it could go. Um, and especially as like the amateurs kind of get weeded out, people get tired of it. They get, you know, super enthused to be doing this, but then they realize it takes up a lot of time and money and they get out the game and then, you know, they haven't really built the next thing and, you know, it kind of falters. That's my sort of prediction there on the way this kind of thing is going to go. For North Texas, you need people that care enough, that have business connections, that have enthusiasm um, and have the skills, right? It's still a version of the same old story that it's been, however. It's passionate people that want to support or be involved with the university, uh, with the athletes, with the, you know, the um, the sports teams, the athletic teams. And you also want to help them compete, right? In the past, it was, let me buy this guy a car. And then also, like, hey, look at me. I bought the guy a car. I'm super involved. I'm super important. Um, you know, I also bought the luxury seats. Look at me. Now, it's a little bit more legal, Um but you got to remember that you can't cheat, right? You can't induce players to play by offering them a check, right? You can't do that. You can, however, um, highlight the benefits of being associated with a university uh, with a uh, deep-pocketed fan base and how your brand would achieve new heights by being associated with that alumni base. Right, long, long way of saying, hey, we got a lot of people that will pay money, um, you know, and you can make a lot of money off of them, your name, image, likeness, that kind of thing. So it's a subtle difference, but it's an important one. Uh, don't cheat. Don't induce players to play at North Texas um, by offering them cash. Um, you know, uh, if but if you want your business to benefit by being associated with an athlete and you want to compensate them fairly for their name, image, and likeness. Um, do it, you know, also, you know, like you can support a lot of players who are doing some of these other things. I'm not a big fan of just saying, Hey, if they do it, give them money, like whatever they do, just give them money. Like I know some players are doing some NFT type things. I think NFTs are stupid. And so I'm not going to give anybody money doing that. And I don't feel bad doing that, you know, but if they're like, Hey, look at my shirt or I'm, here's a brand. Maybe I'll buy it. Maybe I can kick them a few bucks. Maybe if they're doing some music on the side, maybe I'll buy the music, right? You know, something like that. Um, you don't have to get silly. You don't need to feel obligated to do things you're not ready to do. Um, what else? Sorry, I, I had to fix something, and so I kind of uh, I fixed it, and then and then now I'm eating dinner right now. It's uh, salmon and spinach and rice, and it's very delicious. 
Um, and so it's, I'm a bit distracted now. Um, where are we? Looking at my notes. Knocked it all out. Look at that. Not quite Vin Scully. Not quite the Musers. But we got it done. Um, that's about that's about it. I I, I think this is this is good. I mean, I have some criticisms on the NL thing. I mean, you probably kick a few bucks to a brand manager. You know, kick a few bucks to somebody that has experience launching websites and media. You know, PR person. They'll tell you, you know what? Let's maybe not put your name out there until you have a place to land. Right? There's no website. Uh, you have an email. You're kind of on. Um, you're kind of going doing sort of something like a media blitz, where you talk to the Denton Record Chronicle. Uh, you talk to uh, like it was like on three dot com, right? But you don't have a home base, so you do a Google. Yeah, I like saying that. You do a Google for uh, on three collective or on three. I mean, uh, Light the Tower Collective, and I think the first result is on three dot com, right? So you have no branding. That concerns me when we're saying, let me help you, you know, get your name out there, kid. You know, work with us. We can help you. And like, oh, yeah, let me show me your branding skills. Oh, yeah, we don't got none. So um, not super exciting. But I like where the, the thought is at, you know. Sometimes it happens. Um, you know, my kid tried to put something away. Didn't put it in the right spot, and actually it fell. Uh, but he's he's a baby, so, you know, thought that counts. Um, on the right track. Working with them. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Mingry Nation podcast. And uh, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your ears. We appreciate you playing this in the car. Do me a favor, like tweet me, tweet at me or something like that. Let me know where you listen to this thing, right? Is it uh, on Spotify where you're getting your little workout in? Uh, are you on your Peloton or something like that? Listening to the dulcet tones of com. Are you, like, I don't know, commuting? Does anybody commute anymore? Are you doing that? Is that where you listen? Or do you force yourself to listen because you're like, you know what? It's Mean Green Nation stuff. Uh, I got to listen. It's, it's UNT related stuff. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't mind if you're like, you know what? I don't, I don't have the 24-7 guys. I don't have the GoMeanGreen.com podcast. I don't have Harry, uh, you know, talking in like a bathroom or wherever he's recording that thing. I need to listen to Adam. Uh being smug i'll listen to him and his uh you know weird jokes i'll do it because i love north texas that's fine i appreciate that i just want to know how you're doing it this is called market research sort of um ladies and gentlemen again thanks for listening we do appreciate it you can find us on spotify amazon that kind of thing there have been some weirdness things happening i know that is not standard english there have been weird things happening with the site i'm working on those like i said my my attention has been split uh, I went to Chicago. I'm going down to San Antonio next week. Um, you know, and um, so I, I was like preparing for that one, recovering from that, preparing for the next thing, and then I'll be recovering from that. Um, and then, you know, associated uh, like preparation, that kind of stuff happening elsewhere. Uh, I do want to make it out to a couple games, and I'm just trying to sort this out with my wife and that kind of thing. I know we talked in a previous episode about uh, games we're planning to go to. I do want to make it down to Denton. I'm just trying to figure out how many of my children I'm going to take. I think I'm going to do like a you know father, father kid kind of thing. You know, like uh, come on there, pal, let's go out here and enjoy the game together. But you know, you got to figure out if I want to be able to handle that. Um, you know, uh, the whole deal. Which one of these kids will be able to handle a road trip with their dad? 
Um, it's a, it's like you know, it's kind of like a like a contest, you know. Sorry, kid, you didn't brush your teeth. You're eliminated. Um, <laughs> so we, I mean, we, t- we look, they're they're good kids. We took them to Lollapalooza. We took them in there. We were those kinds of parents. They had a good time. They were excellent. They did a lot of stuff. I, you know, so I had to treat them and give them like you know cookies when in. You know, off off scheduled cookie time, that kind of thing. Anyway, the point of all that is to say that uh, MGM will be in Denton, or at least we're planning to. Um, so, you know, reach out. Let me know what's up if you want to hang or if you, I don't know, want to spew vitriol at me. That's fine, too. Let me know. Uh, thanks for listening. Go me green.